From the Hype HQ studio in Chicago, Illinois, it's Startup Hype Man, the podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Raj Nation, and I am the founder of Startup Hype Man. Fast-growing startups work with me because they want to become better storytellers. Whether that's for customers, investors, or a packed audience, they know that story is their ticket to stand out, stand apart, and change the game. And this podcast here is where I talk with entrepreneurs and leaders in the startup ecosystem, ranging from scale stage to early stage, as they share specific strategies that they have executed to stand out across three specific areas, sales, marketing, and people. Before we begin today's episode, remember you can head to startuphypeman.com and subscribe to the newsletter that doesn't suck. You'll get new podcast episodes and timely reads written by me, but also helpful articles from around the web and a notice of upcoming pitch competitions. All right, let's dive in and hear how today's guest is changing the game. Ladies and gentlemen, making his way to the microphone, born and raised and currently residing in Chicago, Illinois. He is the VP of Sales, Marketing, and Success for PeopleVine. Please welcome Mobilaji Akuntunde! And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's Mo Akuntunde. Uh, he is the VP of Sales, Marketing, and Success at PeopleVine. What's PeopleVine? A member experience platform, or MXP as they like to call it, that allows owners and operators of member-based organizations to connect, engage, sell, and reward their members at scale. PeopleVine has been around for about five years now. Mo has been with the company for four of those years. They have only raised $820,000 in their lifetime, and they've achieved over 200 customers in that span. And that includes companies like Chick-fil-A, United Airlines, and then locally here in Chicago, some names that Chicagoans might know, like 1871, MHub, 2112, and others. Our topic today is growing sales through channel resellers. Mo, why is this on your mind? Why is it important to you? I mean, we, it's something that we've been executing for some time at People Vine, and uh, we see that it's been working. <laughs> so if it ain't broke, don't fix it, baby. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So as we get into this episode, we're going to dive more into what is the thing that doesn't need to be fixed because it's working well for PeopleVine. Before we do that, let's learn a little bit more about you. Um, I learned the last time we talked, and, and to give everyone background, uh, Mo and I have known each other for probably four years now, uh, yeah. and we met when we were both speaking at the same event, I think at General Assembly, if I recall. Um, I actually met you b before that when you were doing... Um uh, you were doing the idea lemon joint at um, uh, what's that tech event? And it was at, at the Mart back in the day. Uh, oh, tech week. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, tech, we week. tech week. Oh, yeah, tech that's right. Week. I remember. Tech I think week. you had a bow tie yes, on at that point, and I, I remember you had a very distinct business card. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was doing the fancy. Yes, sir. Uh, no, the, 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 you're talking about the little narrow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, How is that for branding? That. <laughs> and I think that. it just had like M dot on it, right? Yes, sir. Blessings. <laughs> Blessings. So Mo and I have known each other for probably like five years now, actually. Uh, we just kind of like kept in touch and been in similar circles for a while. Um, we've done different things in that time. Um, but what I only recently learned from the last time we talked, which was a few days ago, is that um, your two kids are named Rumi and Maya, named after the poets. Um, so I'm curious to know, how has poetry impacted your work? 
great. Well, it's a great question, actually. Um, so what, what comes to mind, actually, um, is art. So, I mean, obviously, you can see behind me, I'm a I'm an avid art collector, my wife and I, and, you know, poetry is, 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 uh, is art. Uh, I used to write poetry. Um, I, I'm an avid reader of poets, uh, poetry, and um, so is my wife. And so it's taking, taking the art that comes with playing with words while creating, you know, big stories, ideally with small words, and that's how I think. And so inside of what I do, that same thinking goes into, you know, the sales process and goes into how I engage with customers. Um, and that beauty, that sexy, you know, I, we are a tech platform, right? We build visual things, right? Visual websites and portals. And so it has to have that sexy, the type of clients we work with as we get into this sexy, I'm all about sexy. So, that's really cool. And I, and I think, cause you know, if I was going to associate a professional word with you from knowing you, it would be brand would be the word I would associate with you. Um, I think you got your personal brand down. I think you always think about that in the companies you're involved in. And, um, to me, the way you, the way you just spoke about how poetry influences your work, I think, in building a brand, you're better off treating it like an artist than treating it like uh, a business person. 100%. I used to manage artists as well. So I was literally in the trenches. Now, I used to write, I used to spit, similar mm -hmm. to yourself. Um, and so coming from being a writer of rhythmic American poetry, you like that, right? To managing <laughs> those that, that rap. Um, I've been just, and my brother being in the music business, like it's just been all around me, art, words, visual and so yes branding is what i do i love visual things I, I i believe that people eat with their eyes so people eat with their eyes i love that mm -hmm. well um that's an interesting segue because the last month you've actually not been eating you've been fasting uh, <laughs> and um tell me now I, this isn't a new thing for you i presume you do it every year it's not just you decided yes. to do it this year so yep. when this comes around every year and being in the midst of it right now do you find there is a, is it making you work differently at all? That's a great question, man. Um, yes. So it actually, first of all, uh, for those that may not necessarily be familiar, uh, Ramadan is the, year, the time in the year where we fast, right? And so fasting generally goes, at least this year, it's from sun up to sundown, but really to give you some preciseness, it's from about 4 a.m. to 8 p.m. It's about 15 hours, right, of like stone cold, no food, no water, nothing, right? And so what happened- So I decided is, to put him on a podcast where his mouth gets really dry. <laughs> hey, but, but again, as you mentioned, this is 11, year, 11 years strong. So I kind of have some feel around it and, and I'm honored to, to be on your, your podcast. So I'll do, I'll do whatever. Um, <laughs> but inside of uh, having fasting, at least what I'm experiencing now, and I've experienced the last- couple years is this almost I don't want to call it a runner's high because I've never actually experienced a runner's high but the, 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 how runners have described that high of it's almost like you're floating um, one of the things that I've seen inside of my work is uh, my thinking becomes very sharp I almost it's the, I, I inspire myself in a lot of uh, the things that come out of my mind so I'm very creative during this time period um, um, there was one other thought I had in my head about it as well. Very creative during this time well, but, period. But and, and having said that, is the sharpness, do you think 
is that a function of if you know your mind is not allowed to be preoccupied with the food, it just has more focus? That I do believe, correct, right? And it's partly you're not you're not inundated with the. I feel like you know I can say people in general, but I know for myself when I want to avoid something, I go eat. Some people go to the water cooler. Yeah. Some people grab coffee, right? When that's no longer being a crutch, what are you going to do? You're going to attack the work, right? I'm not going to say the work is any different than the um, other time periods in, in, in the year when I'm eating, but when I can't hide behind a crutch called food or drink or water, then the only thing to do is to attack the work because it got it has yeah. to get done, right? Yeah. And, and it's so, so it's like, easy I, to just like, oh, let me like have that cracker over there or that cookie, me, you know? Exactly. Especially not being you at that, home too, being stuck at home. It's like the pantry's right there. It gives you that shot, shot of uh, dopamine, right? That feel yeah. good, right? And so you're like, oh, okay, you get that, that slight comfort or you continue to consume, you get that comfort. But when you're uncomfortable, right? Like we all are in an age, we're all in a time period right now where we're uncomfortable. And they generally say when challenges like these happen, innovation comes out of it, right? Yep. Sharp thinking comes out of it, new creation comes out of it. So one could say, I'm, I'm dealing with a self pandemic right now, right? So new creation <laughs> is coming out of it, right? Uh, <laughs> That's interesting. I, I, look like. at, I, I never even thought about that. Like the words are coming out, it's flowing right now. <laughs> this is what we do. We provide we provide beats so the other person can rhyme on this show. Let's, uh, let's go. All right. So our topic today again is growing sales through channel resellers. Can you first sure. just walk us through? Like you know, I, I gave the overview of People Vine in like one sentence. Can you just walk us through like really like what is this platform? How are companies using uh-huh. it? And then we'll get into that mm-hmm. topic of the channel resellers. Great. So People Vine is a member engagement platform. And generally, how folks are using it is in a number of different ways. When we first started, it was, it, it was a Swiss Army knife, right? So we have a lot of the bells and whistles, point solution platforms that marketers are using, operators are using. I'll call some of them out. Um, email newsletters, text messaging, um, loyalty programs, membership programs, forms and contests and CRM, like all of that lives inside of our platform. We're, we're, we're a lean enterprise platform. However, how folks have been using it today and what we've seen where it's been really working is around member-based organizations. You mentioned 1871, which is one of our clients in the co-working space, right? One of the verticals that we are really looking to seek dominance in, right? I mean, M-Hub and 2112, there you have membership, right? So our platform is designed to help them manage those members and elevate the experience for those members. Everything from booking rooms or even applying, t- touring the facilities or booking appointments to, to tour. Um, uh, as I mentioned, booking rooms, uh, registering for events, uh, receiving you know, communication via text messaging or email, right? That's one vertical co-working spaces where we're now really finding a lot of traction in as well is private clubs social clubs these clubs that high net worth individuals are participating in a lot of these clubs and a lot of our clients live in new york a lot of them are in dubai a lot of them are in the uk right that old money think about like the soho houses of the world those are the types of clients that we're serving these days um and then we, we, we still have these big brands that come at us for um campaign type campaign-based uh, work. Uh, we're doing a job with a client right now. The big, actually, the largest, the largest, um, what do you call it, carton manufacturer in the world. 
Um, so they make they, they they make your Vita Coco packaging for Coke, or they do your high C packaging, the juice boxes, right? Yeah. So we're doing a campaign with them right now over the next six months, where they're leveraging our contest engines, our scratch off, and our sweepstakes, and so on and so forth. So we're like that Swiss Army knife of sorts. Um, How do you see? So like I mentioned in the beginning, like Chick Fil A and United Airlines, like you know, no one traditionally thinks thinks of them as a member driven organization. Um, how are, how are they defining that? And then how are they making use? So I got to speak lightly about the Chick-fil-A and, and how they work with us, but one could, we'll just say that there's where, when we started off, you know, as, as a, as a young, as a young product, really trying to find our way as most startups do. Yeah. Right. And then you pivot to what's working. You kind of go where the puck is. And so, um, so Chick-fil-A, we were working with them at the time where we were kind of finding our way. And at that time, what we saw for them was bringing more operational efficiency to a lot of, uh, to, to their workflow, right. For their owner operator. So that's what we've been, that's what we've been providing them. Um, and I kind of leave it there. Um, and with United Airlines, it's, it was really by way of a relationship we have with a relationship we have with a, um, a lounge, a, an organization that does the lounges at airports and they run a membership. You know, oh, yeah. It's all of based course. on membership. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So given our relationship with that clients, you know, United, we've been able to serve United Airlines as well. And, you know, them having their, their flight attendants, you know, yeah. be able to purchase these sure. memberships and engage with that client as well. So not trying to be ambiguous here, but no, no, no. I mean, obviously you got to protect, but <laughs> you got to protect. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So when we take this notion that people vine as institute of channel resellers, that's our topic is growing sales through channel resellers. Most companies, when they think about how do we scale, they think about, Hey, let's hire a bunch of salespeople, get them to sell our product firsthand and, and yep. grow in that fashion. And it's not that people vine isn't doing yep. its own sales. But you, but you found, found a way to correct. be really successful in a secondary route, which is finding people to actually sell the product for you. So I think a good starting point is what made you think to do that in the first place? Um, so it actually, so our CEO, Jordan, um, uh, he actually came with me. You know, he's been building this platform for many years and uh, it was actually his, his, his wisdom. Um, and like, hey, we want to focus more on building the platform and less of being an agency, right? And that, and that doesn't mean that as a, as a SaaS platform, you don't have salespeople, right? So when I say agency is we were doing the onboarding, you know, and the setup and the configuration, right? Salesforce is not necessarily, well, one could say they do their onboarding as well, but really they channel you to third party, you know, third party mm, consultants. They have like implementation So we want to focus yeah. the implementation consultants. And that's where we wanted to get to. That's where we are going to get to. And in doing so, we now need to build a, um, a relationship with folks that could potentially get us, get our name out there and other folks that could potentially start to build the, the, to manage the, the, the client and the account and so on and so forth. So it kind of came out of that thinking. And so we can focus more on building the platform. So Jordan was like, how do we stay lean? How do we grow revenue quickly? Well, I can only sell as many as I can sell and I can get as many bodies in my office to sell as fast as they can sell. But with SaaS, right? And we can do marketing and advertising to onboard, but what's the, but that still comes with implementing. So if we can start to get a, open up a, 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 an opportunity with partners that we need our, our technology stacks well with like POS systems, 
like reservation systems because we are targeting the hospitality industry. Um, if we can partner with those types of entities that either already have ends, it makes it easier. We don't have to come in on a cold sale. We can kind of ride the backs of or, or utilize the relationship and the credibility that they already have and they walk us in because what we provide is a unique feature that not many people within our segments, that, that, that many, not many, there are not many platforms that do what we do. So that's where we saw, found the opportunity with bringing that added value to what, I, to what these channel partners are bringing to their clients. So what was the process then for identifying, okay, these people would make sense. And then how did you connect? Well, we kind of felt, we, so we tripped into it, luck, right? I believe in luck, right? So um, it was a, in the beginning of our relationship with a hospitality group here in Chicago. They were interested with utilizing our platform. And this was maybe about three years ago. Yeah, almost three years ago. They were interested in utilizing our platform and they were working with NCR for their POS. So when they brought us to NCR and said, hey, you know, we want this, we want the experience of when diners come to any one of our eight restaurants here in Chicago, we want the experience of member of customers not having to pull out their credit cards to check out. And the server can either take their membership ID number because they were running, they wanted to use us for, they were using us for, they are using us for loyalty. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they want the experience of, Hey, when, when loyalty reward members elevate this experience, when loyalty reward members come to any one of our doors, we want them to easily be able to close their tab without having to pull out their credit card. Okay, cool. So we then said, they said, okay, well that's going to have to take this loyalty rewards program called people vine or at least what they want to use this for, our loyalty engine, and the POS need to work together. So they knocked on NCR's door, who they were a customer of, and NCR has kind of given us the cold shoulder, like, eh, not right now, not right now. After a year of taking of, of the customer constantly knocking at the door, they took a look at it, and they realized that, hmm, that actually is an added value. That makes sense, and mm -hmm. I get the elevated experience it offers. So, uh, so off, that, off of having that opportunity to be introduced to NCR by way of one of our customers, then Jordan started having following up with the NCR reps, the person specifically responsible for partnerships and integrations. And, you know, it was kind of letting her know, hey, these are the new things that we're doing. This is where we can add value to NCR as a whole. Let's continue the conversation. Then one day there was this, this bunny <laughs> that came out of New York called Playboy. <laughs> that, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right? Literally there was this bunny that, that, that came out of New York called Playboy. And so the NCR rep that's responsible for partnerships said, hey, Jordan, you know what? You've been knocking on my door telling us about the different opportunities. I think I have a use case. Hey, meet, meet the NCR rep in New York that's managing this client called Playboy the, and the Playboy Club. You might so have. So we had that kind <laughs> You may have, you know. <laughs> so iconic brand. We got to the table with them. Um, and that's when the, we really kicked open that door with NCR and the Aloha POS product and their civil, their, uh, Silver Pro product. And so then NCR, since then, they started putting us on uh, conversations with their team. Uh, we've participated in their annual sales um, conference in Atlanta last year. So we, now we can start learning more about all the independent sales reps that you know, either control uh, one or two unit restaurants or they're dealing with these, these uh, chain restaurants. We want to get to know them. That, those are who our customers are, so to speak, right? Mm. Those are who we're talking to. Those are who we're sharing about the good stuff that people are and has to offer. Those are the people that we're make, building a relationship with. It's like the, the influencer 
you know, marketing talks about influencer marketing, right? They're the influencer that are taking yeah. us to the clients, right? And so I'm familiar with the influencer marketing game. I came from that, 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 that era, right? Before what it is now, where, where the influencer was the one that was quiet. Not everybody knew the influencer. The influencer made ways without talking. That's how I see the relationship with NCR and, and our reservation partner. And so that's how I, I engage them and I'm building stronger relationships with them. Right. And turning it into a turnkey model. Now, in this instance, you kind of, you mentioned always, hey, like we stumbled into that opportunity with the country club and that's how NCR came aboard. Are you now, uh, and this is perhaps what you just kind of mentioned is turnkey solution. Have you now built out a process to say, hey, here's, here's a strategic way we can find other channel partners? So we started to identify and we're kind of cracking at that. One of the things that is in the vault right now of how we're going to go about doing it um, is identifying what a, you know, if we're, talk, we're talking about hospitality, right? What, what is the composition of their technology stack? Mm. Okay, let's just think about it, right? Every restaurant is going to have some type of POS cash register system because they got to collect the money. Ching, ching. Every restaurant is going to have some type of Wi-Fi system, whether it's just Comcast, or they're using um, ZenReach, right? They have some type of Wi-Fi system. Well, hmm, does it make sense for people buying to start partnering with some Wi-Fi companies, mm. right? Well, let's just think about it further. Um, every restaurant is going to have some type of reservation platform. You know, call it Open Table, call it Seven Rooms, call it Talk, whatever, right? Hmm, maybe we should partner with a couple of those, right? So now we're just part of the tech stack. We're just in the background. We provide you, the Mr. 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 Restaurant Owner, we provide the opportunity for you to elevate that experience. That's how we roll. So that's our strategy right now. Identify what the tech stack is comprised of and ease our way in and start to build with those people in those spaces. It's a really smart approach looking at the tech stack. And what I want to ask you next has to do with once you've got a partner, a channel reseller secured, like how do you actually train them up and get them to do this and represent the brand the right way. Before I go into that though, before we go into that, I just want mm -hmm. to take a second here, take a step back and let our listeners know about a sponsor partner of the show in sales hacker. So if you are a longtime listener here, then you know that I feature B2B startups or marketplace startups. In this case, people vine and Mo are from a B2B startup. And if you didn't know already sales hacker is the world's smartest community for forward thinking professionals, 135,000 members deep, so that means if you are a CEO, a head of sales, or a head of marketing and sales and success like Mo is, or you're a sales rep, Sales Hacker helps you get better at your job through things like podcasts, articles, webinars, and research from actual experts and practitioners, including moi, yours truly. I'm featured on there every now and then. You don't get fluff from outside like content marketers, although... <laughs> The irony is that I'm contributing to them. No, I don't necessarily think I'm a content marketer. Uh, just the straight dope to grow your sales acumen. So um, I love what they're doing and, and I'm so excited that they are a partner of the podcast uh, and they have been for the last several months. If you want to get involved, all you have to do is just go to www.saleshacker.com and if you do that, you'll get the access to the articles, the research, the podcast and more. Again, it's saleshacker.com. Dot com and they're actually rolling out something really cool real soon. So be on the lookout for that at saleshacker.com. 
Today on Startup Hype Man, the podcast, we're with my pal Mo Akintunde from PeopleVine. He is the VP of Sales, Marketing, and Success at PeopleVine. And we're talking about growing sales through channel resellers. So just before that break, Mo, I said what I want to ask you about next is the process with actually onboarding these resellers. Because I think there is... let 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 me put it to you this way. It's really easy to be like, yeah... You know, let's say you're an HR company. Yeah, ADP would be a great partner. Mm-hmm. And it's also not that hard to say, oh, we had a really good intro conversation to, to like get on their radar and be like, oh, yeah, we had a really good intro conversation with them. Mm-hmm. What's difficult and what happens to most companies, I feel like, is the momentum after that initial like pie in the sky discussion about how you could potentially possibly integrate with each other. And then if you do lock in that agreement, making sure that their company actually fulfills on reselling it. So let's kind of, let's break that down into two parts. First, let's take the, after the first meeting, how do you take it from, Hey, this sounds good in theory to no, let's actually put this into play and like get an agreement together around this. So I mean, I could tell you what we've done and what, what we're thinking right now um, um, to, to do this with other tech technology platforms is come to the table with some money. Right. Hey, Mr. Wi-Fi company, you know, I got a client right here who's interested in what you might have to offer Wi-Fi. They're interested in memberships. And we told them how, you know, when someone walks into your venue with our membership rewards, digital ID card in their phone and they log into your Wi-Fi, there's this X experience that will happen. So that's, that's how we've seen it's worked really well with NCR. That's worked really well with our partner, Seven Rooms. It's always a, there's a client at the table and everybody's ready to start. Off the experience, then we go ahead and, 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 and that's when it starts opening up from there. So and you're we, coming to them with a client of your, or someone you're talking to who could be your potential client. And then or a client like, that we've already worked with. Okay, or a okay. client that we're working with and they want to, that client is saying, okay, so PeopleVine has allowed me to run our loyalty really well for two years. And now we come to the table with an idea because we're upselling that client or just helping them further sure. gain more data or learn more about their customer, right? They're bringing more value to a client that's already with us. And we say, you know, we can do, we have beacon opportunity or, you know, we can tie into your Wi-Fi mm. based off the different membership levels. Would you like that idea? You would. Great. Very cool. You know, think okay. about it. So you open the door by, by being like, by arriving with a package. <laughs> yep. G- Gary V says it, man. What are you yeah. bringing to me? Right? Yeah. It's, it, it works. Yeah. That's okay. That's a really what's, smart What's plan. in it for me? Right. So now you, you come to them with something. Obviously, it's going to accelerate then any conversation from there. <laughs> um, exactly. How do you get them to see that this is more than just a one-off example? And there should actually be a formal partnership agreement in place where they where they then resell what you have. Well, it's well, what what? So it takes it takes some work. It takes some sure. constantly um, having back and forth conversations. So it, it, I, I'm not going to come in here and say it's a silver bullet tried and true with everyone. Everyone's different, right? And CR took almost a year of knocking at this uh, partnership and integrations uh, team, right? Same thing with Microsoft. We're still in the conversations with Microsoft, right? So it takes some time. Um, so you do have to go through that romance stage and building that relationship. 
Uh, but again, when you come to the table with, with a project and they see the fulfillment of it, it's success, we come back for round two. Like, okay, so now what do you, what kind of client? So here's, here's a good example. So with seven rooms, um, we, we worked on a mutual client called um, uh, uh, Park House. So there's a, there's a social club in Dallas that we worked with called Park House. That's where seven rooms and, and people vine got a chance to, to rendezvous for the first time together, right? That client had a success. Well, the market, the sales, the sales guy at, at seven rooms uh, was very clear that what we have to offer in terms of membership, they don't have. And that's a benefit for a lot of the restaurants and the clubs that they're already working with. So if they can bring, if he can bring show value, that would make sense. And one of the things that uh, really got him there was there was a, there was a, I don't want to call it a deficiency, but there was an area within the technology that they couldn't, they couldn't provide for Parkhouse. So Jordan, as a developer, said, you know what, we can ease that. Or we, we, we have a solve for that gap that will make seven rooms a, de a desired reservation system for Parkhouse. And so when, when Jordan built that piece of technology that I don't want to call it middleware, but he built a, a, a facade, so to speak, that was mm. able that Parkhouse loved. It allowed Seven Rooms to get the get the job, and so the sales person at Seven Rooms said, "You know what? I like the way you guys move. I'm gonna take you to some of the some of the clients that we have that we don't have the value that you offer, which is memberships." Yeah. Um, so again, you could say that's a unique case, but I also say that you got to look for those like. We see that when we bring something to the table that, you know, one of our clients may not be able to land a deal, that's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Let's help them land the deal. Right? Um, so we'll use that as a model for other situations. Right? Um, well, and I think it comes back to... But again, everything is... I, I almost want to say it's, it's, it's not... Go ahead. Well, I think it comes back to you know, one of the principles of selling in general is provide value for the other person. And this is the That's same. It. I mean, it, it's selling. It's just selling to a different stakeholder in this case. So, and you're, what you're telling Correct. me is that you're, you're constantly in, in, lever in building these relationships, you're doing it as a relationship building process where exactly. you are looking at how do we come to them with value? Value, exactly. So there's no real tried and true way. There is a method that worked Right. But the real the real method is finding where that gap is that we can mm -hmm. bring a solution to. Right. And then it's not whether, like whether it's it inherent in. inher Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like it's like, you know, dates that work. I mean, um, relationships that work is filling each other's gaps. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what people say. We fill in each other's gaps. Yeah. So we see where there's a gap is. We're looking for the gap. We're listening for the gap. We're having conversations and yes, we may be talking for a year. That's because a gap hasn't been discovered through that year. But we're going to keep talking because once you cut off the communication, you'll never discover the gap, right? So that's, that's, that's how it's been working so far, right? So we do have, you know, with co-working spaces, you think about where there's an opportunity. What about the, uh, the key, key access companies, right? When you come into the front door, like Envoy, right? Or some of these other key scans. Hmm. Right. So there's a, there's, man, there's a lot. You know, our team is, our team is quite small, so we can't eat all of them at the same time. So we just got to move slowly. Yeah. Progress, yeah. Progressively in a way where you can handle it. Yep. 
We're talking with Mobilaje Akuntunde, or Mo for short, from PeopleVine today. Um, the last part I want to ask you about before we begin our wrap-up here in the final few minutes is the, let's call it the onboarding and the, the customer success, quote-unquote, of getting the reseller relationship to work. Um, how do you ensure that they are reselling the PeopleVine brand appropriately, hitting on the right value points, and, and being, in a, being an, an accurate representation or extension of your company? Great question. So luckily enough, we're in the membership portal game, right? So we, 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 we spin up portals for clients all the time. And so the opportunity that that lends us affords us is to create a sales portal and partner portal where all that content, mm. logos, you know, uh, scripts, um, sales sheets, case studies lives inside this portal. We make it very available and easy for these sales reps to go in and grab what they need. We can, we can change, go in and out of it, right? And, and change content at scale. So it makes it very easy. So, and then we're, we're building what we call a people buying academy right now. So we're still building the content Perfect. for the academy. Um, so that's going to be an ongoing, you know, reservoir of content. And, you know, at some point we may, you know, we may look at a, 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 our system or another system that can walk people through a training of sorts. So uh, it becomes in a way... Yeah, and in that model, it becomes in a way like HubSpot certified, but you have like people, people spot certified reseller, right? Correct. Yep. Sorry, people, sorry, people vine certified people reseller. Vine. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we knew what you were talking about. Yeah. We knew what we're early in this right now, right? We're early in this right now. Uh, we walk, you know, again, our team is lean. Uh, we walk really slow. Right? We're, looking, we're looking at data. We're, we're understanding how the relationship is working so that then we can go back and duplicate it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, um, you've laid the foundation work though. The groundwork is there. The foundation is there to be able to create these now like more systemized, uh, processes where you can start to Correct. remove yourself, like remove a human being from like the act of training process. Correct to automate the process. Yep. Which which yeah, means in turn, your own brand has to be on point that you know how to teach it to someone else. Which a lot of companies I don't think are at that point where they they know their own value props so well, they know their own customer base so well, they know how to talk about it so well that they could just create a package and give it to someone else to say, here you do that. If you watch this, you're fine as long as you do the things we said. Correct. It takes it takes time. Right, and you need to have the space. You need to have the capital in order to almost. And this is not again. This is where we come from. Like we, we're trying to remove ourselves from being the agency. Right, right now mm -hmm. we're we're the platform, and we're the people that are onboarding. Right, so we're either busy dealing with the bugs and the fixes in the platform, bringing some custom development or integrations to the platform, or we're setting clients up and sending them on their merry way, or we're doing the sales. Right, we can't do all of it. You know, yeah. as a small team and. And so we found that there's the way to stay lean is to just get partners, right? Um, but there's a there's a there's a dance in how you do it, right? Um, right now, it's you got to build that content while you're still kind of going through the old cycle. In this case, the cycle that we're in right now, we build that content, right? Once we get you know, as we continue to build our MRR, right, where where we can say, hey, you know what, we can kind of slow down on sales for a little bit and focus and focus that time and effort on building content and putting the system that we've now strategized and thought through 
right? Putting that system in place and then going back and introducing that system to the partner, the partners that we already have. Test with them. Hey, you know, like right now we have a portal that some of the, that some of our partners are are, are already playing it, right? Mm-hmm. So now we want to make we want to make the content in there uh, clear and clear and clear. Then we bring more partners into it. It's just, it's a you know it's a small it's a, it's, a, it's a slow dance. It's, it's a startup, right? Right. So our it's just a, it's just a new fundamental sales process. It's the startup of a new fundamental sales process um, that we've been tinkering with. And now we started putting it in play. It's working, which is bringing us more business, which could technically inundate us. So you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which then you got to expand and hire more people. And so it's just a slow process, yeah. but we see, yeah. we see the light at the end of the tunnel. So we're excited by it, you know? So Let me it's, ask you it's one final question so. then before we get to the, the wrap up. Um, do you ever have situations where your channel reseller, uh, offers a discount price cause they're just trying to get the sale. And then you're mm-hmm. like, well, we didn't, you know, on your end, you're like, well, we didn't approve that. <laughs> uh, well, you mean when they try to they discount, they discount our platform or they discount their solution. They discount have, people fine. We haven't had that, but we've had partners where they discount their solution. And so then the client feels like, yo, it's going to be a discount all around. Uh, right. Okay. We, we actually just had it. We actually just had a client who, you know, Jordan and I kind of went back and forth, like, man, how do we deal with the situation? Um, and, you know, I mean, sometimes we just have to take it to the chin, so to speak. And it's like, yo, we want that. We always want that MRR, right? It's that long money. So, you know, sometimes we'll take it to the chin just for the sake of the relationship and the MRR, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you're as well that if there's going to be a discount, they're not just like, hey, by the oh, way, yeah. I, I cut oh, your yeah. price by 20% to, to win them. No, they don't do that. They, they'll, what they do do, though, what, when, if they want to do that, they generally will come to us on the side and say, hey, you know what? Let's go in this together. Our client doesn't want to spend spend any more than X. Overall, can you guys fit into that? You know, we'll make concessions if you make concessions, you know, but this is my bottom, you know. So we've had, I actually had that conversation with a client, um, a res- the reservation system for a client in London. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a game, man. It's fine though. You know, it's a game. Uh, where can our listeners find you and where can they learn more and find people find and learn more? So uh, PeopleVine, uh, PeopleVine.com, People, V-I-N-E, like the plantvine.com. Uh, if you want to learn more about myself, you can go to Mobilagi. That's M-O-B-O-L-A-J-I dot C-O dot U-K. You got my bio. I, I speak as, as uh, you know, the startup I may have mentioned. Um, and I'm also on Why a UK media. website? <laughs> Well, because UK, well, as as you know, when I when I when I got the domain, I've always been a fan of UK uh, advertising. And, okay. Uh, very sophisticated, you know, uh, yeah. very you know, thought provoking. And so I'm like, and I looked for dot com. It wasn't a perception's a funny thing because when I hear it a dot UK in my head, I was like, oh, UK. <laughs> it was like it had like an yep. air of sophistication to it. <laughs> and that's exactly. And when you you know when you get that business card right that has yeah. a UK, you're like, yo. I don't get many UKs looking like that. <laughs> so that's awesome. Okay. Sorry. Um, where else then? No. And then I'm all, all I'm all over social. Um, all of my handles are at Mo Billionaire, right? Um, M-O Billionaire. And there's an I, I'm sorry, A-I-R-E, Mo Billionaire. Um, yeah. That's just all. And then all the handles for people buying at people buying. Very easy. Awesome. Um, uh, to wrap up, um, what we do is, give our top one or two lessons or takeaways for the audience based on the conversation today. I'll start and then I'll toss it to you. Um, the, the key things I learned from this, uh, were 
a, a, a great path to identifying who might be the right people, might channel resellers is to go to the tech stack of your customer and see who else are they doing business with? Who else does your customer mm -hmm. need to operate? And then yep. see within that tech stack uh, potential, uh, what, who makes sense as a fit. Um, and I think the other thing too was, I love how you phrase it, come to the table with money. Uh, provide value up front to be able to start that conversation. Don't just go, don't start with an ask. Mo, top so, one or two takeaways or lessons for the audience? Um, I'd say, I mean, you come to the table with value. I hate to, you know, kind of. Well, I mean, I took your words, that. so. <laughs> That's, I mean, but it's, it's, it's real. It, it works outside. It's just, it, it's just the rule of life. Come to the table with value. You know, mentor, mentee, whatever. Sales, sales, salesman, customer. Come to the table with value. Um, and the other one I would say is, um, you know, relationships is key. You know, it's, it's about the relationship and every salesperson that's watching or listening to this podcast is going to get that already. So I'm probably not saying anything that you haven't heard. Right. But it's, it, it doesn't hurt to remember. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, and I know what it's like in practice too. I think yeah. people understand the idea of it, but they don't yeah. implement it very well. Exactly. And, and relationship really takes, you know, I say it's like filling in each other's gaps. So listen, listen for the opportunity, listen for the opportunity, which is listen for the gap. The opportunity is the gap. Mm -hmm. Right. As an, and that's the opportunity. It's the gap. Fill in the gap. So yep. fill in the gap. Love it. Uh, my final question, which is how we close out every episode on the show. Speaking of filling in the gap, I need you to fill in the blank, Mo. Yep. Fill in the blank. Entrepreneurship is blank. Relationship. Entrepreneurship is relationship. Right. Both boats that you slip in, both ships that you can swim in, right? Or that you can stay afloat. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is relationship. Awesome. He is Mobile Ajay Akuntunde. He is the VP of Sales, Marketing, and Success with PeopleVine. Mo, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Startup Hype Man, the podcast. And I hope you are able to get even more creativity in your work from home creative dome as I see all the artwork behind you and get more focused with the remainder of your fasting period. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks a lot. That wraps up today's conversation. Did you like what you heard? Startup Hype Man, the podcast is available on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more. So be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice and leave a rating and review. Do you want to be an upcoming guest on the show? Email media at startuphypeman.com with your idea and my team will review. Our theme song is Change the Game by Jay-Z, all rights owned by Rockefeller and Def Jam Records. And hey, if you want to work together on making your startup story the only one that matters, email me at rajiv at startuphypeman.com. That's R-A-J-I-V at startuphypeman.com. Well, that'll do it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you to today's guests for joining. You have been checking out Startup Hype Man, the podcast. I'll catch you next week. But in the meantime, word up, raise up.